This has been another Angry Vets broadcast. Check, check it out. What's going on, ladies and gents? What's up, Tab Nation? Another beautiful week of fantasy football has concluded, and I am your host, Dub C, here to bring you the wins. Here with my co-host, Cody. What's up, player, player? Yeah, yeah, what's up, brother? It was looking good for me this week. I thought I was going to have a 4-0 fantasy week, and uh, ended up getting two upsets in two leagues last like last minute because of this whole Tyler Lockett ordeal and Russell Wilson going off. Damn, man, can I just have one week of that? Like, I just want one of my players just to, like, take off for, like, 50 points and not be on my bench, Justin Jefferson, looking at you. But Yeah, man, I mean, Devontae Adams was having a pretty solid week until Tyler Lockett played. Yeah, man, wasn't he? We were like, oh, shit, here goes Devontae Adams going off again, and then, boom, Tyler Lockett's like, I don't think so. I'm here, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all wanted, to, y'all wanted to act like you were going to sign Antonio Brown instead of me? I got you. So... <laughs> Look, uh, let's get digging into this week, man. We have a pretty quick weekend, or we have to recap on. So, um, your first big takeaway from the week, good sir. So, I mean, I think I just got to go ahead and hit on these Falcons, man. Um, they came, <laughs> they were playing the Detroit Lions. Lions went over to, um, actually, man, that new, that Falcon Stadium is sweet. I will give them that. That retractable, the way that roof kind of retracts in and out like that up top is really crazy looking. But it doesn't give them any excuse because, man, Arthur Black, you might as well have the field like this. Everything just comes down and gets on the field and he's watching the game like this, all looking all disappointed from the sideline. This team just completely folds. And, um, Man, again, I don't know how they come up with these ways in this game, but the Falcons, there was about a minute, five, minute, ten on the clock. They get the ball inside the ten. They come down, and they are down, I think, they were, it was, they were, a field goal wins the game. I think they were down two points at one point. It was a very, it was a very, very close game. And... Of course, this team, they I, I don't know what they're thinking here. They they kneel the ball here. They kick the field goal. They win the game. They hand the ball to Todd Gurley and expect Todd Gurley to not score the touchdown. So this whole time, Matt Patricia is on the sideline telling his team, look, go out there, let them score the touchdown. You Then you got the Falcons sideline. They're saying, good, no, go. Don't score the touchdown. Don't score the touchdown. And Todd Gurley... Literally just walks, the Lions let him walk right in, and he somehow forgets and then realizes when he, once he gets to the one-yard line, oh, oh, wait, I, I can't score this touchdown, and tries to flop really quick, last second, and scores the touchdown. Um, man, this is just a rough one. This is horrible, and the worst part is, is they kick the field goal here. Like I said, you win the game, and... Where Todd Gurley comes out squeaky clean, so this yeah. is yeah. this is a tough one for these Falcons again. I really, it's really rough to see, because you knew as soon as he scored the touchdown, the Lions were just going to march down the field. You knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I just I didn't really get to see that game, but I heard that they lost at the last second again. And for all the Falcon owners, man, or Falcon fans, I'm sorry. 
It is what it is. Oh. You guys are tanking for Trevor, as everyone's saying. Maybe y'all – ooh, I hope not, man. Maybe they'll get Justin Fields in uh, Atlanta. That would be nasty. Oh, him, Julio, and then you can develop a rapport with uh, Ridley and Hurst. Oh, man, that would be awesome. But Matt Ryan, he's going to be in a Detroit Lion uniform next year, huh? <laughs> Uh, we're going to see a shakeup next year, that's for sure. If it's Something's going to happen, man. Um, there's a lot of bad teams in football right now, that's for sure. I believe there's like seven teams with one win right now. You said what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last part. Let me see. Let me add them up real quick. You got one, two, three from the NFC, and then you've got one, two, three, four. So... Yeah, we've got seven teams. You got six teams with one win and one team with no wins. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of bad football teams right now. There's definitely going to be a big shakeup this offseason, man. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, your next take, sir. Oh, so let's get down to it here. The cards, man. Um, this team is... Oh, so wishy-washy for me. It just seems so weird. Um, they definitely pulled one out of your, you know what I think in this one. Um, the man, the Russell Wilson threw some very, very, very bad interceptions in this game that were just you watched them and you're like, what were you? What are you doing? I don't know, like, what were you thinking there? Well, I don't know what he was seeing on these picks that he threw in this game. Um, but it's what looking like hell? when the cards when the cards are playing at their best. Uh, it looks like they can just about beat anybody, man. And when they're playing at their worst, they can just about lose to anybody. Um, so this team, it's really tough to judge right now. And uh, it's a team that I really have want nothing to do with betting-wise um, going forward, that's for sure. My stomach right now, when I look at the Show Me League and I see a trade goes through and it's Rakeem again. And now Rakeem got, he just received Zeke. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. He just received Zeke, and he got him for he got Zeke and Edelman for Mike Evans and Gasecki. Wow! Yikes! Yeah, yeah. Yikes is right. <laughs> like man, hold up. What are we doing over there? Um, hold up. But uh, hey, never there and there. You know that is something that is sort of disappointing. I think you put it in your notes. I don't, I don't want to hit on it. If you did, let me see. Um, go I ahead. Did you say Jeez. anything in your notes about uh Mike Evans being a letdown this year? No, you didn't. Um, no, I did not. That's something we could. Uh, I was gonna. We could put down there. The yeah. letdown here. Yeah, I was gonna definitely hit it now that I just saw that Rakeem got Ezekiel Elliott off of it. But I guess Zeke's been sort of a disappointment as well. But yeah. I think better days are coming for him. Go ahead. What's your next takeaway, my good sir? So, uh, we got Mr. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson became the only duo in the NFL right now, the only wide receiver duo, that is, with 500 yards each apiece. So, uh, these boys are rolling. DJ Moore just came out of the game with two touchdowns last week. It looks like the targets are just getting fed to these guys right now. Uh, interested to see how this goes when McCaffrey comes back. Yeah, I am as well, man. I'm trying to see because I really that Mike Davis situation, man, is just he's been running so damn hard, bro. So hard. And uh, it's just like, you know, as a coach, if a player is giving you that their best effort in replace of a superstar, you don't want to just take them out of the game after that superstar gets back because then it's like, damn. So 
I don't know. I I see it being a 60-40 split for a big chunk of the big chunk of the season. Um 60 going to McCaffrey once he's all the way healed back, 40 going to like 70-30. I don't see it, man. I see them trying to preserve Christian McCaffrey now that they know they have a backup plan. Why go Maybe out there and put him on the weeks. field so much? Huh? Well, I don't know, man. We'll see. Cause they now you, I mean you're seeing it more and more in the NFL. Teams have these one two punches. And they're trying to go back to these dynamic schemes where it's lightning and thunder. And right now, that's what they have. You know, you have that Chris McCaffrey lightning. And I'm not saying that Chris McCaffrey's numbers are going to go down. The usage is going to go down. But I feel like he's going to still have those huge fantasy numbers. Because he'll, he'll be in better positions now where he doesn't have to just always, always, always do something. One, he's extremely efficient. But, yeah, yeah I was hitting on yeah. before coming into the season. You know, um, you took 25% off of Christian McCaffrey's totals from last season, all of his across the board, and he still finishes as the running back one. Like, the guy, that's ridiculous. I mean, and that's what I feel like we'll still get, Cody. I'm not really worried about McCaffrey so much as losing all of it or losing all of his uh, his numbers that he's been getting. But I do see him losing his uh, usage, his volume going down, but he'll still get – I see – I can see him still getting the 12 to 15 carries, that five to six target range, you know. So he'll go down to a standard RB1 for me instead of that superstar RB1 like he was for some seasons Kamara before. Role. What was that? Almost like an Alvin Kamara role. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, exactly. I, I love that comparison. Yeah, pretty much that Alvin Kamara role. So, you know, Alvin Kamara still putting up big numbers, but he doesn't have to be on the field as much, which I love. So, your next big takeaway, my sir. Well, uh, for me, the MVP race is looking a little foggy now, my friend. Uh, with those picks that threw their best through last last night and uh, the, the loss, coming off the loss. Um, I mean... But you got to start putting – what do you – I mean, Josh Allen is starting to look kind of whack. We, we liked him coming into the season. So, he, I think he's almost, like, pretty much out of it. And, I mean, what, what are you looking at now? Like, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and still maybe Russ in there? Man, I hope, honestly, and it needs to happen. This should be the year that a defensive player wins MVP. And it needs to go to freaking my dude on the Rams because he's been freaking balling his ass off, man. Uh, you know Aaron else? Donald playing out of their mind this year who's i mean this guy could win defensive player of the year this year man he's getting a lot of looks from people i'm hearing about who's that uh mr miles garrett over there in cleveland that's what i'm saying this year should be the year cody if we ever have a year where a diff a defender wins mvps it should be this year because there's a lot of defense alignment making huge plays for their teams you know Big time. whereas quarterbacks you know quarterbacks have been up and down russell wilson was running away with the competition you know, but Kyler Murray's joining the uh, joining the talks because Kyler Murray's still been balling out. So I don't know. I really just even if they don't win it, I would like to see Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett be at least considered for MVP this season, man. I think they deserve that. Yeah, I like it. I like the call. You got any more? You got any more of these hot takes for us, sir? Well, since Kenny Galladay's came back uh, week three for this Detroit Lions offense, they had a buy in there, I know. Um, but this offense, this passing offense, had been rolling. Uh, it seems like he's just got pumped some life into this offense. The first two weeks, it was looking a little bit stale mm-hmm. without him. 
And now, I mean, they're like I said, they're just rolling. He's got at least 60 yards in every game. I believe he's got two games since week three with 100 yards. And he's catching touchdowns again. The guy's a touchdown machine. So, uh, Kenny Galladay and that Lions passing offense, it's starting to look really nice over there. Shout out to Houston for trading away their number one receiver, thinking that they could make ends meet and them being one in, what are they right now, one in six, one in five? Yeah, I can't blame the schedule anymore, man. No, hell no, you can't blame the schedule. And here's the thing, it's showing up right now. The the point that you just brought up, bro, with Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay comes back, that offense starts rolling again because he takes so much attention off of the defense, off of other players, and that frees him up. Whereas, you know, like look at that whole situation in Houston right now where you have the offensive line is getting trashed. They traded, they traded their first-round pick for a left tackle that's mediocre at best right now. Um, you don't have a receiver. Swift breakout. Yeah, you Swift, you see Swift and everybody else breaking out on, on for the Lions. And right now you can't see anything for the Texans, you know. So I think that, I think that goes a long way. When you get a receiver that, especially that you bred for, like, the Lions, you guys are really good at breeding and raising these these players to be who they are. Like Kenny Galladay, you guys drafted him, and now he's becoming that monster that you guys believed in. These, the same thing was with DeAndre Hopkins, and this is what bothers me, Cody, is that they raised D-Hop from a baby when he first came into the NFL. Oh, I know. He, was, he wasn't even now. the starter. Exactly. And then you just you trade him away. And, I mean, how do you not – think any type of karma is going to come out of that because he was one of the number one receivers and now Kyler Murray is just having the the season of his life right now throwing the ball to D-Hop and then now Christian yeah. Kirk is feeling confident like that helps the team out when you have you, great players you build confidence so you remember them days Andre Johnson did not want to give that job up man no no he was, I'm the I, this is my team I'm the number one yeah. <laughs> Hopkins said no man <laughs> This is my squad, baby. And that's and that's what's happening, man. I just you hate to see it. So uh you have any more hot takes for us, good sir? Uh let's see. I think we do. we're gonna get just to some letdowns here. I gotta oh. get on um just man, back to that Seattle Arizona game here. We had a thousand yards over a thousand yards total offense from this game. It just out. It's insane. I think there was twenty four total possessions or twenty five total possessions Jeez. in this game, which I, sometimes you don't even see half of that in a football game. So I mean, man, a thousand yards total offense and almost like twenty five possessions. This when DK Metcalf comes out with a whopping two receptions, twenty <laughs> yards, man, twenty three yards. He's alive and he's uh, breathing. Oh, man. Cody. Man, the thing was, he was getting separation. That's the thing that was killing oh, me. Was? Is that he was getting separation. He was getting open, and he just wasn't getting the looks. I don't know what. And that he just, that Russell Wilson found that Tyler Lockett connection this game, and he just kept hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. Man. And I, man, I, yeah, you're right. It's just. He's alive and he's I, breathing, man. That, that luckily, I mean. Luckily, I know it didn't help my fantasy team, but it was still fun to watch and see him go and be that freak of nature. And man, I'm telling you, Buda Baker picked this ball off from Russell Wilson around like the seven yard line. And as soon as the ball touched his fingertips, 
his feet were moving with that ball. And he had probably a 10, 15-yard head start on DK Metcalf. And DK made that ground up like, man, his paycheck for the week was on the line. He wasn't going to eat that day if he wasn't making that tackle. That's how he you caught get your up, name known, baby. He caught up to Buda Baker so quick. And the thing that I love about that play is that the defense didn't let him get the points off of it. If they would have just let him get the touchdown in real quick right after the play was made, then it would, you know what I'm saying, it would have been like, oh, whatever. It would have been a waste. They made the stop still, so it was a huge play. I mean, That's why I man, love football, was... man. It's a team sport, baby. You mess up, your teammates got your back, and that's what happened right there. And that's another reason I was surprised the Cardinals won that game because, I mean, after you, a play, something like that happens, like, man, I didn't think the Cardinals had, what, had it in them to come back from that, man. And, man, look, Kyler Murray, baby. Yeah. He's the guy, man. And uh, but I do want to say with DK, I was very impressed, and I've been seeing it in the memes everywhere of him hawking down, you know, Buda Baker. Shout out to Buda Baker; he got his contract, but he didn't get his contract to be a freaking superstar track star. So yeah, <laughs> he's making his football plays and got hawked by DK. But man. I want to say this: that. We are disappointed in DK, but everybody, let's learn from this mistake and let's look in the future and, and recognize that Patrick Peterson is alive and he is well, and he is out there making differences. Um, yeah. I know you said uh, DK got open a few plays and he just didn't have the looks, but a lot of that boils down to you know like if he if Wilson was looking at him earlier in the game at these plays and Patrick Peterson was super tight on him. Then you know later on in the game it's harder for him to look that way unless Tyler Lockett is just getting all that separation. So yeah. I look for DK. Dude, who they play? They play the 49ers this week. That should be another good, pretty good shootout, man. Um the 49ers are only giving up 213.5 yards through the air, but they're giving up 106.3 on the ground. I look for DK to have a game. Usually in these ugly games is when yeah. Russell Wilson looks tends to look for DK. So Fatty P is a bigger body man. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. hell yeah, <laughs> that's a he. He is who he is, man. Like, why do you think Megatron used to hate going against him? You know, they used to have their battles. Like, that was a legit battle, him and Megatron, man. So, you know, DK ain't ready for that yet. He he's getting there, but I want to see how many drops DK had in that game because you know that pisses me off about him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so, so. Our next one here, brother. I mean, we're gonna get on. Uh, you were talking about that trade, man. Uh, Zeke and Mike Evans and whatnot. Uh, so, Mike Evans, man. Since Chris Godwin's been on the field, I mean, I know Chris Godwin. We just talked about Chris Godwin was gonna be out this week with a fractured finger. He's gonna get surgery on it, but he's it's, it's a one week ordeal. We're saying so. He can come back from this. When I was in high school, I tore a ligament in my finger, and it wasn't like a, a big thing. It was, you could come right back. Um, so it, Godwin will be back. And when Godwin is on the field, he's been on the field for four games this year. And in those four games, I believe Mike Evans has five receptions total. So, you know, we got to watch here. We, and now we got Antonio Brown coming in. This is, um, this is going to get really, really, this could get ugly quick, you know. <laughs> yeah, we've seen what happened when CD Lamb came into the Dallas situation, and 
and Michael Gallup became almost like obsolete and the boomer bust kind of guy. And now that Dax took the boom out of the offense, now I mean he's he really is obsolete. Yeah, man. People forget Lockett is elite. Yeah, he, people do tend to forget Lockett is elite, and this is one of the comments on our video. Um, yeah. The th the reason is because he's off and on so often. Like when he's on, oh, he's on on. But when he's off, we're like two catches for fifteen yards. You know, and stuff like that. So, what I'm looking to see is for Lockie to. It's just he's a hit or miss kind of receiver. So, um, sorry, but back on that trade, man, that you were talking about, and I want to bring this up. Rakeem got a steal, if you ask me, man. Um, how do you feel about it? I wanted to hear your inputs about it, since we're at that point right now where we can adjust, uh, talk about it. You know. Rakeem was able to get in. Guys, listen to this for your leagues out there because this could also help you a lot. But he was able to grab Zeke and Julian Edelman for Mike Gusecki and Mike Evans. For this week, I like the trade for Mark because Mike Evans doesn't have to worry about anybody competing with his targets. He should have a pretty yes. big game. Mike Gusecki, has his, uh, he has a quarterback coming in by the name of Tua, who I'm super excited for this weekend. But... As we all know, uh, rookie quarterbacks tend to check down to their tight ends most of the time. Um, you know, they, they don't try to force too many things. So I'm looking. I like this trade for Mark this week. I do feel like it makes his team better this week. But for later on in the season, I wanted to ask you, Zeke hasn't been putting up the best numbers. No. And my biggest thing is, my biggest concern was that the backup is getting more ticked. More and more tick as the weeks go on. Um, Uh-oh. Chris McCaffrey arrived at practice wearing a red jersey again today, which means he will be a non-participant. Increases the likelihood he will not be available for uh It's Thursday night football. He, yeah. he, he likely won't play. It's, yeah. If it was Sunday, he might be able to get something done, but not Thursday. It's not happening. Not looking good for Chris McCaffrey for those that's been holding off on him. So looking at Zeke this week, man, I mean, for a season long, for our listeners out there, how do you feel about Zeke? Uh, do they need to trade him? I I'll put I'll give my input after you get done with yours. How do you feel? Ugh. I mean, I would like to hold on. It's running backs are still a hot commodity in fantasy football, and Zeke is still going to get work. Um, I we still don't know who this kid is. Um, I've never even heard of the guy Ben Denucci, I believe his name is for Dallas now. Um, who's stepping in for the concussed Andy Dalton? I could oh, see this team go out and pick somebody up off the street, you know. Um, I could see them making a trade. I, what if we, what if this team goes out next week, the deadline and is coming up, and they get Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know? Mm, so, I love it. Um, let's pump the brakes on trading Zeke unless you get some type of offer that you really cannot refuse. Let's see. The last two games against Arizona and Washington, Zeke had 12 carries for 49 yards. And then last week against Washington, 12 carries for 45 yards. I'm looking at the Redskins. Are they? Oh, they're actually on a bye this week, so I wasn't able to look up their stats for this upcoming week. But um, here's the thing. And coming into this matchup this week, I know for some reason it's been a thing where people think the Eagles still have this super dominant run defense and they're just slapping all the running backs in the mouth. It's not really the case this year, man. They've given up 11 yeah. TDs on the ground. They're giving up 130 uh, 30 yards on the ground. And let's not forget the Cowboys, who are giving up 178.3 yards on the ground. 
compared to that. Cowboys have given up everything to everybody. No, no, no. <laughs> check this. They're they're actually not that bad when it comes to passing. They're actually towards the middle of the pack at two thirty eight point four. It's still a lot, but it's not as bad as you know where we have the Raiders giving up two hundred and ninety. You have the Vikings giving up two hundred and ninety seven. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Cowboys aren't that bad against the pass. They're they're giving up stuff, but to the running back. So if we get Miles Sanders this week, I'm hoping, man, he should have a dominant week this week. So, um, yeah. So what? Do you have any more disappointments? Yeah, I got a couple still here, man. Um, so Cam getting shut down this week kind of hurt. It kind of hurt me a lot. Even though I had him benched, I luckily I had Herbert in. It was just not fun for me to see. It's something I was kind of hoping to see him get rolling this year in that offense. And with Josh McDaniels, I thought they could be kind of money together. Uh, but Cam, I mean, he's never been the most consistent passer. He's always been a little bit streaky in that area of his game. And um, this was just one of those games I'm feeling like, man. And uh, when you got Jacoby Myers as your number one pass catcher, you know, it's, it makes it tough, but it really does. Um, so I'm hoping just next week, Cam can kind of get right here, get rolling against this divisional matchup against the Bills. We'll see. Should be a low scoring game where he can hopefully get, makes a little something happen. Their secondary has not um, quite lived up to their name this season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, there they haven't. The Bills. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you say the Bills? Sorry. It went in. Yeah. 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 The, the Bills are hella soft. Cam's got um Cam actually Cam's going against his old teammate Josh Norman this week. Yeah, he is. If Josh Norman is healthy, this dude has been hurt all season. Um, the Bills are they're hella soft up front, man. Both of these teams actually are hella soft uh up front. Pat's giving up 132.2 on the ground, where the Bills are giving up 126.7, and they've given up nine TDs on the ground. Um I feel that this is going to be the Cam Newton running it in the end zone two or three times kind of game. How do you feel? Yeah, I could, that's kind of what I'm feeling. And it's it's going to be – I could see like a, a 17-14 game in this one, to be honest with you, man. 17-14, <clears throat> I could see that, man. Both these teams, divisional game, both these teams want to win. Uh, here's the thing, and I said the same thing about make, uh, Baker Mayfield last week. You don't want to lose a game to your divisional rivals that has a quarterback on the up and up. Um, Cam does mm-hmm. not want to lose this game to the Bills with uh, Bills having Josh Allen trying to take over this division and he's trying to, it's my division now. You know, like, so this is going to be a game where it's going to come down to who wants it more. And I'm super excited because both of these quarterbacks are hella competitive and they both want to be the best. And neither one of their defenses are very sturdy so this could be one of those games depending on weather where it doesn't go like a divisional game normally goes you know it could be like that 20 to 28 you know or something like that so i'm excited to see it man yeah i like it man um this, yeah i like it and but you also got you know i mean it's crazy the patriots might even make the playoffs bro i mean people i get people that still don't, don't want to admit it to me but miami looks good um, mm-hmm. even, now with you got Tua coming in, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still kind of unproven, but 
when Lamar Jackson came in in Baltimore, we didn't think he was gonna. I mean, you, you expect uh, him to be good. But you didn't, you didn't like expect that. him. Don't you didn't expect him to go play MVP level ball like Who that, didn't? bro? You didn't. Who? You come on. I knew that I mean, dude was gonna be just him to a be stud good, coming in. Bullshit. I called that. You knew he'd be good, but no, I knew, I MVP level ball. Come on. Now Tua, I don't think Tua's gonna come MVP level. Now, now I knew Lamar's that, about to take the lead by storm. Tua could play good enough to take second place in the division away from Cam, and he's really got to step up and start doing something. I agree with you on that one a lot, especially with those receivers and the damn tight end over there. Yeah, like, I agree with you a thousand percent. Cam has been a fucking letdown, really. And, I mean, you know what pisses me off most about it, Cody? Is that every week he plays bad and he goes, yeah, man, they're going to probably bench me for the rest of the season. Yeah, man, I'm playing terrible. I get it, bro. I get it. I know you're trying to humble yourself, man, but come on, Cam. Put that accent in, baby. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he needs a receiver. I don't know if he just – I don't know what it is, man. Like, he just can't complete passes, man. So, um, yeah, that the same thing – the same thing with um, the Dolphins and the Bills, bro. If Cam don't get this shit rolling, that they, they could very well – be at the bottom of this division. Well, at yeah, least second to the bottom. Yeah. I agree with you. For sure. Um, and that's, yeah, Kay's got to get it together over there because that's not something Bill Belichick is in the business of doing. So, moving on here. Um, my guy, man, Drew Brees. He's starting to dwindle a little bit, in my opinion. And um, I don't know if it's just because we really are really missing Michael Thomas in this offense, mm-hmm. or um, if it's his age is really starting to show at this point. Because um, I mean, even though he completed eighty uh, percent of his passes last week, he's I mean, he's dinking Duncan. It seems like really, man, it's nothing. Alvin Kamara. I'll put it this way: Alvin Kamara before this Sunday game, he had three hundred forty-six. Of his 395 reception yards came after the catch. Mm-hmm. So out of 395 yards, 346 of them come after the catch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're really dinking and dunking it. Um, so it's something I'm hoping changes really quick when Michael Thomas comes back to this offense. Is there any? Have you heard anything about him coming back this week? Are there any? Or when he'll be back? For our listeners out there? That's um, something I definitely got to dive into here. Okay. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. Guys, we'll we'll look that up for you guys and see what's going on because he is all over the place right now, punching people, getting hurt, pulling hammies. I don't know what's going on with <laughs> Michael <laughs> Thomas right now. But he's he just yeah, he having one of those seasons, man. Yeah. Just, oh. He came out week one thinking it was going to be all good, and then it changed really quick. Oh, yeah. Super fast. Oh, didn't mean to do that. All right. Um, you have another any more letdowns for this week? Uh, I'm all right. I mean, I was gonna hit on A B to Tampa a little bit. But I mean, I kind of already kind of talked about Mike Evans being it, it, the the way he is, and now you got A B coming in. Um, and I just don't. I, well, I guess one thing I'll say is just I don't really understand the sign. To be honest with you, um, I don't think they needed to do it. Um, oh, Chris Evans only out for one week here. Mm-hmm. And you had weapons, and this team was already looked like they were built to make a run. So why even come in and try? Um, actually, Bruce Arians made a quote 
Um, Corey, I've seen you posted it uh, up somewhere. Bruce Arians had this quote talking about basically, look, Mike Evans didn't get a kick up, didn't touch the ball till the fourth quarter last week, and he was fine with it. Chris Evans or Chris Godwin's same way. Um, Rob Gronkowski, he's the same way. If Antonio Brown's got a problem with it, then we're gonna have a problem. So, um, Lord, why even? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like he's not even there yet, and we're already talking about we're going to have a problem. So, so (laughs) why risk chemistry in the locker room going to anything when you already got this? You've built so much that it seems like every single week you see this team progress. So why? Isn't that so stupid, bro? Like that's like saying, Cody. That is exactly like saying, hey. I know you as a person, not you, but like, just say you're looking for someone else, a significant other. And you're like, hey, I've, I've looked up your history and everywhere you went or every person you've been with seems to be miserable. But I think that you're going to make me better. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but before we get together, I'm going to make it known that you yeah. have problems and that my, I don't deal with those type of problems. But if you do still have those problems, God damn it, we're going to have a problem. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? That doesn't make sense. That's like hitting your head against the wall, babe. God, man. So, I I don't know. That quote, I really, I want to read into it, but then I don't. I feel like it's like smoke and mirrors. And I honestly feel like this Chris Godwin getting hurt thing sort of messed him up with trying to trade. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there in Tampa, but I mean, like you said before, because I seen you post this. It's there's only one ball over there, bro. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, what did you say when uh, your Broncos drafted Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler and Alberto? You know. Yeah, I mean, you could you you can only get the ball to one person at a time, you know. So, and I don't know, man. You, I just I don't know. Like you can't be the. Well, uh, Warriors in the NFL. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, like, it doesn't. You don't. You can't just have a whole bunch of shooters, but in there, for instance, a whole bunch of receivers on the field, especially some uh, prima donnas. You know, like well, Mike Evans isn't a prima donna, but we all know what AB is. AB loves his stats. AB loves yeah. his plays. And you know, like, and now you're telling me that this guy might not even touch the ball some games. He's <laughs> on the phone in the locker room. Yeah, on the sideline throwing temper tantrums. Come on, man. <laughs> we'll see, man. I think it's smoke and mirrors. I think Bruce Arians had to know better. He ain't. Uh, the guy's an NFL head coach, man. He He's not dumb. He has to know something we don't know. I, I would hope. But then again, there are some coaches out there that do dumb things. And I'm not. Although, gonna... man, I got to say, there was a play in like the red zone this past week in that Falcons Lions game where the ball, I uh, forget. It was like a. Bell or somebody, there was somebody in Atlanta, there was somebody I hadn't even, I was like, who, who's that guy they're throwing to? And I threw the touchdown to him, and Calvin Ridley got a holding call on the play. And the very next play, they throw to Calvin Ridley on the other side of the field and for the touchdown, and I'm like, yo, did Calvin Ridley just say, did he just say, no, that's my touchdown? Like, I swear he, he did that holding on purpose. <laughs> yeah, you know, receivers, they're petty like that. You know, like, receivers are hella petty. Like, I couldn't tell you how many times I've been watching a football game and see, like, a running back about to break off for a long touchdown, and then they start celebrating, and then they look back, 
and it's a flag, and it's a receiver, like, giggling, walking to the, uh, <laughs> the huddle. I'm like, oh, guess you better pass me the ball now. It's, ten, it's third and long. I guess I better get the ball. <laughs> I hate that, bro. So, I, I don't think really did that, but yeah, I don't know. He probably could have. I just. Uh, <laughs> but I know you have to get ready uh, to go to work, and I have to get back on some things as well, man. You got anything you want to close on? Well, why don't we just hit these diamonds real quick and uh, we'll, we'll get up out of here, brother. Sounds good. So, uh, quarterback this week, I think I'm going to go ahead and look at Mr. Joey Burrow uh, against these Tennessee Titans after Ben just made it look effortless against them this past week and then Sean Watson tore about the week prior. Um, Burrow, this guy's a 300-yard machine, as I said before, even this week. This guy had broke the record for having three consecutive 300-yard games. No rookie's ever done it. And um, Herbert was eight yards shy of that when he played the Saints. And um, then we also got – well, and then last week, Burrow goes and throws for over 400. So that guy's just a machine. He's going to get you stats every single week, it looks like. Garoppolo, he is playing – the Seattle Seahawks this week in another NFC West battle. Mm. And as we know, the Seahawks just let quarterbacks air it all over them for this season. So this is another one I can expect at least a 20-point game out of Garoppolo. It's a nice bi-week flyer, whatever you can need them for. So 73.8 yards, my brother. That's what they're giving up a game for those that want to know. <laughs> Seahawks are giving up 373.8 yards through the air again. Oh, my gosh, man. That's ridiculous. Running back number one's got to be Chase Edmonds this week. Um, after the production and the way he – man, that running game looked much better with him when he came into the game, too, after Kenyon Drake went down. He's he's explosive, and he's really good in that um, passing game for them. He, he adds a whole other dynamic to that passing game, honestly. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chase Edmonds, he'll be a nice one for a few weeks here. Keep him in, and then when Drake comes back, they might even like what they had with Edmonds while he was mm-hmm. in there. So just uh, keep definitely go pick him up. And then moving on to wide receiver real quick, we got Brandon Ayuk. Going as I already hit on Grappolo, they are playing Seattle this week. Ayuk was getting them targets this past week. He, catches, he looked good, too. He looked like he was one of the better pass catchers out there on the field. Um, I just got a notification right now. We're coming breaking live. The Ravens are signing wide receiver Des Bryant. Yep, to the practice squad, guys. Des Bryant to the practice squad. I'm not putting any. I'm not investing in that, dog. I just, I'm not. No, I don't, <laughs> like, no. I don't. It's been six years since he's played good football. It ain't even that for me. It's what's going on in Baltimore in the offense, bro. It's like outside That's of true. Lamar, and you can barely even trust him. Like. There's nothing yeah. to trust on that fantasy, uh, fantasy wise, and then they got Pittsburgh this week, which nothing we won't see. So, I don't know. Any more dime, diamonds, good sir? Yes. Uh, this week coming up, I got Mr. Jimmy Graham against that Minnesota Vikings team. Or uh, what am I saying? I got Mr. Jimmy Graham against my New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Graham and the Saints. Uh, Allen Robinson took a nice, took a pretty big hit to the back of the head last mm-hmm. night and they pulled him out of the game and but it did look man it did i did when i was watching live i was like oh that didn't look that bad and then they showed the replay and i was like oh yeah i mean that one they, that could have rattled his brain a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. so 
we'll see if he goes into the protocol. I'm going to keep tabs on that. If he is, I really, really like Jimmy Graham against my Saints, who are giving up the most points to tight ends. Yeah. I love you, man. The revenge game. The revenge game. Is this game at home? I didn't even think about that. Good call. Are you guys playing them at home? Saints at, I think you are in Chicago. We are playing, I believe it is in, yeah, it's in Chicago. Ugh. We played them last year, too. It was a low-scoring game. So I didn't know last week was National Tight End Day, but, man, too bad it's, uh, this Sunday is yeah. National Tight End Day. Y'all, they have to get Jimmy Garoppolo involved in this game. Like, I mean, not Jimmy Garoppolo, but, uh, oh, my Jimmy gosh. Graham. Yeah, Jimmy Graham. Thank you, sir. They have to get him involved in this game, man. Everybody yeah. wants to see it, so. Yeah, All right, yeah. Any closing remarks, my good sir? That will be the old salute, my brother. Um, As always, if you're a veteran looking for starting up a podcast or anything, then we want to get rolling and need the tools to do it and don't know what to do, feel free to hit my brother Corey Richardson up because he is the man and he will get you started. Yes, sir. If I can, I'll find somebody else to help you for sure. Yeah, we we have, are, I will. Yeah, we, we got have, a whole bunch of heads. Yeah, we have a whole bunch of people out there. Shout out to the Tab Heads. I love you guys, man. Hey, with that being said, wait, 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 wait. We're not done yet. Actually, sorry, really quick. Guys, No Save November is coming up. This November, we will be giving all our proceeds. All donations will be going to the DAV organization. They do a fantastic job of helping out veterans, helping them find jobs, helping them uh, readjust to their communities. Just all over the place. They do great, great work. So all of our money will be going to the DAV organization for No Save November. If you guys, after you donate, please post your pictures of your mustaches or however you want to do it. Please send those pictures to either, uh, send them to Alex or Asher Riley Boyd. <laughs> send your pictures to those guys and they will send them to me and I will get them added to our live stream. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, other than that, like Cody says, salute to all our troops. We love you guys. We out. Salute. Salute. This has been another Angry Vets broadcast. Check, check it out.